0: This morning, we're going to read a whole chapter, <laughs> and uh, it's because this this chapter just can't be broken up, and uh, uh, some of the last words of Jesus as he is communicating and praying with to the Father, and it's found in John chapter 17, so if you would bear with us as we just Read this and you follow along because it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, it contains where we're going, the subject matter and kind of the whole of the main menu this morning. So if we have that, Andy, Jesus spoke these words and lifted up his eyes to heaven And he said, Father, everybody say, Father. Father. The hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. There's some deep truths in all of this. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, And they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them, I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all of mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I'm no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you would take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one." They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. All right, he's reaching into us now. That they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one just as we are one. <clears throat> I in them. You and me. That they may be, may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also, also whom you gave me, be with me where I am. That they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father... The world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name, and you will and will declare it, that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. A powerful passage of scripture with so many truths and so many wonderful things. And uh, I uh, just want to draw, I think, the main message is from it. We have been surveying the life of Jesus. And in the surveying of the life of Jesus, I believe that we come to the main menu now. Who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And as we have, you know, not uh, covered all those bases, but enough to, to understand, you know, as we talk about the preeminence of Jesus, you know. But what is and what was the main thing of Jesus coming? Now, we know what he did. We know, you know what I mean, the great sacrifice that he made. But what was he trying to convey to us in the life that he lived and in the words that he taught? I believe that the main menu is the fatherhood of God. The fatherhood of God. Yes. I don't want us to get bogged down in technicalities. Which often happens. And then we miss the picture. The picture that's actually being Revealed. Sometimes truths get misappropriated and they are used as separation rather than revelation. And so, therefore, we have so much division, so many different camps, and If we miss the picture, then we miss the message. Excuse me. Ephesians chapter 3 says that, Paul says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father. Of our Lord Jesus Christ. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 says. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. That we should be called the children of God. An amazing thing. When you look at the Old Testament, when you read the Old Testament, and when you consider Judaism, they didn't teach about God as being a personal father. They regarded God as distant, too holy, too revered to touch, too big to be close to. It's very minimal in the Old Testament when the word "father" is used. In fact is, it's only used fifteen times. Fifteen times in the Old Testament it gives a reference to, to father. So it's very rare. In John chapter 1, verse 18, it says that that no one has seen God at any time. But the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. Jesus came to declare the Father. Jesus came to reveal the Father. They were not used to that intimate term of father. And they were so afraid of the name of God, which was Yahweh, that they changed it. Because when it says, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, they were so afraid you know, of taking his name in vain that they decided not to say it at all. And so therefore, then we have Jehovah, or we have what we use as the Lord. Because we don't want to take the name of the Lord God in in vain. But you see, God the Father did not want them, does not want you and I, to see him as distant or uncaring... He wants to actually hold our hands in His hand, the Father. Yes. It's an amazing thing. Prior to Jesus coming, it's only referenced 15 times. When Jesus came, He spoke of the Father 160 times. In the book of John, he's spoken over 100 times alone. The Apostle Paul speaks of the Father 40 times. I I think there's a message that is trying to be conveyed in the New Testament in the words of Jesus in the life of Jesus the old testament concludes with the with a crisis and it also concludes with a revival The crisis, he says, is that there's a disconnect with regard to the Father. The disconnect is from the sons to the father and the fathers to the sons. A crisis that was there. But... It also says that there would be a revival, a revival flame that would bring up, would rise, that begin to understand the fatherhood of God and the divine sonship. And you say, how so, Pastor? It seems like you're talking natural. Well, he is setting a natural perspective, okay? But we'll never grasp and understand the role of father and sons and sons and fathers until we grasp the role of the heavenly father and the sons of men. Hallelujah. So, when we discover About our heavenly father, we will learn how to father again. It has been said that this is a fatherless generation. Now, we all got here because we have one segment of fatherhood worked. But the missing segment was relationship. Born, yes, but not understanding the relationship. It may surprise you that both naturally and spiritually, many people are receiving Jesus Christ as savior but they never make the step to understanding father and son. And so that breakdown and there is according to Melchiah he says that there is, you know, there's a dysfunction Malchiah calls it a curse. It's a dysfunction that happens. This role of father and sons is so important to God the Father that he sent Jesus to get things in the picture right. Yes. See, The Bible reveals him as creator. He's the king. He's the sovereign ruler. He's the judge of the universe. And all of these are true, but they're incomplete. And so Jesus comes to put the the missing piece of the puzzle back in its place. And that is... The picture and the understanding of that God is a father. He is a father. The revival that is taking place is a revival of the return of the relationship of father the Heavenly Father, and the sons and daughters. And of course, then it spreads out, and that's the only way humanity will be healed, is the restoration of that relationship. We get a hold of it in our lives, and it begins to propagate into the sphere of our natural makeup and our our families. So the prophet Isaiah said this, I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, give them up, and do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, yes, I have made him. So there is that revival of that restoration of Jesus. Are you getting the picture this morning, just right now, just for a little bit? The main menu of Jesus coming is to reveal the Father. So that you and I understand that God is not just a judge. You know, when you read the Old Testament, you can get a pretty scary picture, can't you? I mean... You know, judgment falls pretty rapidly. But then when you come, get over into the New Testament, Jesus begins to fill in the blanks so that there's not an incomplete picture there. He begins to show us. In the Old Testament, when sin was discovered, Rocks should be thrown. <laughs> in the New Testament, it's revealing the heart of the Father. You know what I mean? When the woman who was caught in adultery, you know, is brought to him, what does he say? Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Neither do I condemn thee, but go and sin no more. An amazing completion. The Old Testament is about, more about the judgment for, on sin. And where the New Testament is more about the redemption of the sinner. Hallelujah. Yes. And so it says in Hebrews chapter 1. God, who at various times and various ways spoke in times past by the fa- to the fathers by the prophets, that was his voice, has in these last days spoken to us by his son. In other words, it's like, I got a message that I want to get to you. And in order to get that message to you, who could better tell it than a son. Who could reveal it better, the relationship and possibility and what it really is, than the son? And so then, when you unfold John chapter 17, in the context and the beauty of each phrase of it, you begin to get a picture. Because it's just as how Jesus felt about, or excuse me, how the Father felt about Jesus is how he feels about you. As the Father loved Jesus, he loves you. Now that in itself is almost incomprehensible and it's probably gonna take an eternity to actually, you know, digest something like that. But if we can just get, you know, you know, a starting point of God's view and God's visual and God's picture of you. Of his sons and his daughters. When you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, you 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 are not just forgiven. You see, God could have made you in right standing with him by virtue of just cleansing you and forgiving your sins. But he went further. He made you a son. He made you a daughter. He made you something that is most dearest to his heart. He has made you accepted. Everybody say, I'm accepted. Yes. In the beloved. Who is the beloved? Jesus. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And as we went through the survey of Jesus, you know, and discovered it, that because of Jesus Christ, you know, God the Father has accepted us. no longer at arm's length, Did you know that the favorite name that God has of Himself is Father? That's His favorite name. When you pray, say, Our Father. The first thing that he's trying to convey, you know, and communicate is relationship. Father, son, father, daughter relationship. That which was broken. Jesus has done an amazing thing for you and I. Of those over 200 times in the New Testament that that he addresses God as Father, the only time that he, you know, does not address him as Father was on the cross. And in it, he moves not from my father, my father, but he says, my God, my God. The reason that he did that is because he has to taste, you know, the father, son, son, father separation in order to repair the father son son father back together he has to he has to deal with every aspect that was broken down he has to participate in every aspect you know that was missing in order to, for it to be restored what a beautiful amazing Picture that's taken place, what God went through, what Jesus went through for your sonship, so that He could call you His son, His daughter, and you could call Him Father. Then you can go obviously start to unwrap that and you know, what is a father and what is the purpose of the father and what is the role of a father, et cetera, all of those things. And we won't have time to do all of that this morning, but to all of us fathers, how dear are your children? How dear are your children? He wants family. He wants sons and daughters. So, so, this is so much of his heart that he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Look what he went, the degree that he went to, okay, to restore the father son relationship and the son father relationship. Man. Jesus himself wanted us to have an accurate view of the Father. It's your Father's good pleasure. It's his joy. It's his desire. It's his wish. It's his hope. The King is your Father. He's your Father. Yes. Jesus wanted to communicate the face of the Father, the character of God the Father. And not only that, but to secure a place in heaven for us where the Father is. Jesus places the Father before us. This invisible No man has seen God at any time. God is the Spirit. But he said to Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Jesus' main menu, the main reason, You say, well, pastor, no, it was redemption. Redemption was necessary to get and restore father-son relationship. And we can't separate them. So, you know, that's what people do. You know what I mean? They get so technical. Well, what about this? And what about that? The main goal is according to John, you know what I mean? As many as received them, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, or the right to become the sons of God. Who can tell you about father better than a son or a child? Son, not in gender, but you know, relationship. In your view of it, of course, you know what I mean, will come into play. And so all of the prophets had limited views. Jesus had perfect view of the Father. He who has been in the bosom of the Father has declared him or hath revealed him. In other words, he has the most intimate and detailed information. The clearest picture. So then also, he is not just telling you about him. He is demonstrating him by his life. By his words, for three and a half years, he's revealing the Father. Now he says, in John chapter 17, he says, Father, I have kept them in your name. The only way to be kept is in relationship. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. And so he's tied the knot. And when you <clears throat> accept Jesus Christ as Lord, which you have, as I look out, everybody has here this morning, you know what I mean? Well that's good news, you know. When you pray the prayer of forgiveness, you are not praying a prayer of forgiveness for sonship. You are praying a prayer of forgiveness for relationship. For relationship. When the prodigal come, After his wandering, and he came to the father, the father did not address him or treat him according to his sin. He addressed him according to his sonship. What do you mean? This guy's been away. This guy has wasted. This guy has went ahead and abused. He's disregarded inheritance and blessings that he's that I've given him. What's going on? Shouldn't he be held accountable? Well, Jesus is the perfect face of the Father. It's not that he doesn't recognize the son's condition, but the one thing he does do is he still recognizes that he's a son. This my son was dead, but now is alive. He was out of relationship. He was missing the flow of the father's life. Oh, hallelujah. Whoa. In the story of the prodigal son to see the heart of the father, the father never loses hope. He never loses hope. He is, he is so hopeful. He's always anticipating. And, you know, when he sees him afar off, imagine that the father, he was not thinking, what a terrible son. He was looking when the son is going to come home. He said, "I, I know that there's been an impact in his life, an impact that is going to come to the forefront sooner or later. There's a revival that's going to take place. And he's going to be drawn back to the father. Now, I know that in life, when we mention the word father, you either have a good picture or you have a slightly distorted picture or you got a horrible picture. (laughs) Depending on what relationship you may have had with your father and how he might have presented fatherhood. But I want you to... Wipe the slate clean this morning with regarding, you know, your tainted view or even your excellent view and begin to see fatherhood from the perspective that Jesus presented. He's a good, good father. a song that we do have, you know. The father's always looking your way. He wants to reinstate the relationship. You hear me this morning. You're not reinstating your sonship. You're reinstating your relationship. Yes. The Father. He is God in power, but He is Father in goodness. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Your value. To the Father is seen in the sacrifice of His Son. He wanted to bring many sons into glory, not just one son. I want to bring many sons to glory. and I mean if we can just keep going here what does that mean the glory that you gave him he gives you you're not just saved to be saved You're saved to be a child. A child of God. And how many times in John 17 does he say, Father? ask my musicians to come this morning. <clears throat> if you want to touch the heart of God, call him Abba Father. Not just a religious, you know what I mean, formality, but a recognition, an understanding of your relationship. And that as a child of God, you are heirs to everything. That the Father has everything. Hallelujah. The Father, the Father has something I want to read here, if I can find it. There is a treasure house. And if we discover it and walk into it, a treasure chest, and it's all in, God is your Father. You are God's child, God's child. Yes, you see, the kingdom of God involves family. Father is the first line of communication. The first line of communication. It is the foundation of relationship. Father. When you talk to God, it says in the Lord's prayer, when you pray, say... Let me modernize it and says, when you talk to God, God wants you to talk to him. When you talk to God, say, my father, hallelujah, my father, my father. In Jesus, we see that you can have a personal dialogue with the almighty Father God. Jesus said, henceforth you've asked nothing in my name But ask in my name. And he goes on to say that that you can come directly to the Father yourself because of what Jesus has done. You can come directly. There's no no in-betweens, you know what I mean? It's been solidified. It's been secured. That's why the book of Hebrews says, Come boldly before the throne of grace that you may receive mercy and grace in the time of need. The Father's door is always open. Stand with me this morning. This is just a beginning. The main menu is about Father God, God our Father. Jesus has had preeminence, and everything he did was to restore the broken fellowship of God the Father to mankind. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Now listen. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Where does the way lead? Where does the truth point? Where is the life at? In the Father. Jesus said, I'm pointing you to the Father. I'm leading you to the Father. Jesus himself said, It was the Father. It's the Father. My words are whose? The Father's words. The glories is whose? It's the Father. Yes, He's given it to me. He shared it with me. But whose is it? It's the Father's. Then shall the end come when everything has been settled? Then shall the kingdom be delivered up to the Father? Give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen, Amen, amen. You're in relationship and your relationship is because you are a child of God. Are there things still waiting for? Absolutely. It doth not yet appear. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, we're the children of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be like. Some things are missing. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. There is a development. There is a process. And finally, there is a culmination and full realization of it. That's just the first part. Now, if Jesus came to reveal the Father and the Father sent him into the world for that purpose and Jesus sends us into the world, what is the purpose? Father we thank you this morning. that there was a relationship that has been purchased and established and settled. God, the society and the enemy would like to keep us away from this relationship. But I thank you that there was a divine revival There is a call, and there's a reestablishment and a concept and understanding coming back to the church, oh God, so that she can convey a message and take a message about the fatherhood of God and the possibility of sonship with the Father. We give you honor, we give you praise, and we bless this people. Father, let them walk in, God the anointing. Let them walk, oh God, in the safety and the security. Father, in the blessing of the household of our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And all the people said... Amen. Go with God. He's gone with you because He's your Father.